Attention Cloud9 shoppers. Hello and welcome back to The Break Room. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have... Uh, what DJ's out today? So we have our other co-hosts here with us, uh, Casey McGeorge. How's it going, everybody? And we have uh, Aylin Roland back. Hello, hello. All right, and we are talking episode uh, thirteen of season four called "Love Birds," which was directed by Mark McKinney and written by Aaron Lee. All right. So the quick synopsis. Jonah and Amy's first Valentine's Day together gets derailed when Dina brings her birds to work, which causes trouble for Garrett. Meanwhile, Cheyenne offers to give Marcus a sentimental tattoo, and Glenn makes videos for his daughter to watch while he's at work. Uh, initial thoughts? A very, very big episode for a lot of people. Yeah, this was a... um... Uh, it, it kind of felt like last week again where um, you have a lot uh, where something big happens at the end, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you also had some of the stuff in the middle there that was that was pretty big for like Dina and Garrett. But uh, what really left me hanging was the um, uh, was Glenn's uh, uh, epiphany at the end there. So, yes. Uh, okay, so um, I thought this was a good episode. Um, no, no issues here. I will say this, uh, Jordan. Remember when I t- I kept saying for a couple weeks that I thought somebody was leaving the show? Yeah, was it Glenn? I, I, I that's that's honestly who I thought it was. I kept looking at some of the synopsis, synopsis, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, and it, it like it 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 clicked to me that I. For whatever reason, or maybe maybe he's leaving the show, maybe he's moving away from his spot as the manager. And remember I also said that this could solve two storylines? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were... The other one, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, you know, I said it was kind of spoilery, but, it, like, I wasn't sure because I was just reading synopsis. Um, this could have to do with uh, Amy and her goal to be a manager. As well. This resolves three, um, actually, because this could resolve Mateo's because Glenn was the only one that knew about that that was in a leadership role. Right? True. Oh, um, yeah. But, and may, I mean, maybe he maybe he stays with the store. Right. Just in a different role. Maybe he, but I, I say that because I kept looking at it. Um, you know, Glenn had adopted children and was a foster parent, had this huge family. But him and Jerusha never had children of their own, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw how big of a deal it was for him to have his own child. And obviously, he's a little up in age. I'd say he's probably in his fifties, maybe. Yeah, probably sixties. Yeah. You know, late forties, fifties, somewhere in that range. Although, as we found out with uh, what's his name, looks can be deceiving. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Who's only thirty there? Marcus. Oh, not Marcus. Or no. Oh, it was Isaac. Yeah, Isaac, who wasn't even yeah, 30 yet. Yeah, it was Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> um, Much to Jonah's confusion. 
Jonah, I think I confused everybody. But, uh, you know, as I looked at it, I was like, he's going to want to spend time with his kid. Like, this is his, this is his child. And it just, that's when it like, it started hitting me that either maybe Mark McKinney was going to leave the show or the character of Glenn was going to move to a different role. Mm -hmm. And Mark McKinney is 59. So I I guess we could kind of say that Glenn's probably around that. Um, the uh, but yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? Where we were kind of like, where does Glenn's? It may have been at the beginning of the season, but where does Glenn's story kind of go after uh, the the birth of the child that that Dina was having? Because that was kind of the build up for him there, and then it kind of seemed like he was kind of taking more of a backseat where there wasn't a lot of stuff going on with him. Um, it was like, where do we, where do you take him? He's, he's happy being manager. Well, then that's what they do, right? They make it where his next phase maybe is, um, him realizing that he, uh, is going to miss these, um, times with his, uh, with his child. I, I thought it was hysterical though. when um, he's making the one of the wedding and I'm like, you would really miss yes. her wedding cause you're at work. Like, come on. <laughs> but I will say from having worked at Walmart, having been a salary manager at Walmart, for a store manager, not everyone has the same experience, but that I like I can see where he's coming from, except for mm-hmm. the aspect of uh spending two hours for his prepared notes at the store at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah. like so let's say the store the, the super center I worked at was like a hundred and twenty million dollar year super center, right? Mm-hmm. Um Everyone who works there is supposed to get two days off a week. But if you're salaried, um, doesn't necessarily work that way. You're getting paid the same regardless. Right. So you're not going to work any less than five days in a week unless you take time off. But you very well could end up working all seven days in a week. Um, I Like last year, I talked to you guys. I had like a 17-day stretch. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, store manager at a store like that. Um there's a lot that goes with it. Obviously, like you said, he comes in every morning because they have to be there during the morning when and all the business during the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's got to be there first thing in the morning, make sure the store is up to standard, blah, 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 give out his notes about stuff that needs to be fixed or what's not up to standard, so on and so forth. At least twice a year, there's national meetings he has to go to, the holiday meeting, like sometime in the mid to late summer. Um, there's a year beginning meeting, which is like February, end of January, beginning of February. Right? It's two national meetings a year. That's like, I think they're like at least a week long. Um, Regional meetings, maybe several times throughout the year. Uh, Market meetings, which is the next level down from the the region. Same thing, several times a year. Um, Then there's always the chance that you could have your day off. Like, you might have your day off scheduled for like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then all of a sudden you get a call that says, hey, the market manager, regional manager is going to be at your store on Wednesday or Thursday. Guess what happened? You just lost your days off because you can't still take those days off. And then they come through the store and the store is not up to standard. Like, especially if it's one thing, like if he just randomly popped up at your store, but it doesn't happen that often. Usually their assistants and other people let, you know, you get heads up. Hey, he's going to be he or she's going to be at your store on this day. Right. Mm-hmm. So now everyone's got to run around like a chicken with their head cut off to try and make sure the store is looking good. 
So you can't just like call from home and be like, hey, so-and-so is going to be here on Thursday. Peace out. I'll see you guys Thursday morning. Make sure the store looks good. Like, yeah. that's how you get fired. Because he's like, wait a minute. You knew I was coming. You weren't here to make sure things were up to standard. Yeah, go ahead. Pack up your stuff. You know, kick rocks. Uh, so, yeah, like, I can. Yeah, he went kind of far because it's Glenn going all the way out to his wedding and the sex talk and, and everything <laughs> else. But, like, yeah, like, I, I, I knew some managers, like, because at Walmart, I don't know if it still is. Obviously, I haven't been there for a while. You used to be able to move from, like, assistant manager at the super centers. There's a level, a next level up called a co-manager and then store manager. Uh, used to kind of be able to float between the three. Like, you know, you could get promoted, spend some time there, and then maybe, you know, move back down to assistant manager, go be a store manager, move back down to co-manager. This was a while ago when this happened. It may not be the same anymore for anybody listening. Um but I knew plenty of people who said, yeah, I used to be a store manager. I used to be a co-manager. But, like, I missed my, you know, they started missing stuff with their kids. They missed their kids' first steps. Um, you know, they had to look at stuff on their phone for their kids saying daddy and, and all this other stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not for everybody. Some people really mm-hmm. can't deal with it. And teach their own. You know, I'm not knocking that in any way. Um, you know, family's are an important thing for a lot of people. So some people would... would gradually move down or, or transition elsewhere to say, hey, I need time to spend with my family. And this is going to be Glenn's kind of only shot to have his own kid, so. Right. A brand new one that's not already uh, dinged up, as he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From oh, I the forgot factory. that he said that. forgot that he said that. Bright and shiny and new. <laughs> but I mean, between, I think they said they only had one chance with Jerusha's eggs. Mm-hmm. The cost, yeah. the the hospital cost that he had to pay for everything, yeah. and then the fact that he had to pay pay Dina what twenty thirty grand or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, it's not a cheap prospect in any way. So yeah, like this is it for him. So, so do you guys think that um, Mark McKinney is leaving or that he's just changing roles? Because I feel like he is not leaving. Can't remember if they're actual. New episodes, spoiler picks, I'm assuming so, because, you know. But I've seen, like, a few of those, and he, just from the way things look and what people are wearing, um, I'm going to just assume he's moving to a different position, you know, to associate, but I guess, you know, we'll have to see. But, um, so I guess maybe he's, you know, just moving down. I think it'll be interesting with Amy, since you were just talking about all of, you know, the time, of course, being a man, being a manager and potentially being away, but considering she just had a baby as well, a new baby. Yeah. And, you know, a somewhat older child too, but still a child nonetheless, you know, seeing her, you know, when that is likely to happen here that she's going to take that role and see how she balances all of that and who's maybe going to help her with that too. Uh, I could, I could see, I could see because it's still halfway through the season. If Mark McKinney was going to leave, they would not announce it now. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. that maybe they wouldn't announce it until the end of the season. And we still have the rest of the season to play out, so you never know what can happen. Um, it could start yeah. off as one thing. It could morph into something else. Um, There's definitely just something, honestly, we're going to have to wait and see. But I, I think it is a possibility that he's going to leave, especially 
to me it was just weird and and I know they they I know for everyone else they made a big deal about when like Dina wrote her first episode and when uh America Ferrera got behind the camera to to uh direct an episode yeah but something just seemed weird about how big of a deal they made about Mark McKinney directing this episode Oh, you mean considering Glenn's announcement yeah. and the yeah, at the end? Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I mean, I, I could once again. I'm just this is pure reckless speculation. Like this is, yeah. I, I don't know anything. I, you know, I have no spoilers, but it just seemed weird yeah. that there was a lot going on about that. Right. I mean, the way I, I pretty much see this is, it, I know Casey, you haven't seen The Office. Have you seen The Office, Alan? Well, I've seen some of it and then but also I've kind of honestly looked up storylines mm-hmm. because I've heard and in some way certainly that some of the superstore storylines and and plots are Recycled? similar. Yeah. Sim- well, similar in It's coming from the same people. They are kind of recycled stories. Yeah, Spitzer, yeah. yeah, Spitzer yeah. wrote for the office. Um just in term yeah, just in terms of some characters, you know, and their characteristics and then actual storylines, right. you know, and and especially with the Amy Jonah, I, you know, I'll yeah. just say like the Amy Jonah season 2 finale kiss, yeah. you know, during Tornado. That that happened I guess season 2 finale with Jim and Pam, right. so and and I mean the way the reason why I bring it up is because there was a storyline where Michael gets fired from or he quits he quits being manager of Dunder Mifflin uh, in like season five and it creates a mini arc that a lot of people think is one of the best arcs and it it was it was called the Michael Scott Paper Company so he creates his own paper company um, that goes up against Dunder Mifflin um, and it was probably about a six episode arc. And then at the end, uh, Dunder Mifflin buys out Michael Scott Paper Company because they were taking way too many of their clients. Um, and he becomes reinstated as manager of Dunder Mifflin Scranton. So, I mean, like, it could be something like that. Not that not that Glenn's going to go out and be, make his own store, but that we still follow him even if he leaves the company. And maybe even that does open up the door for Amy, but maybe Amy can't handle it and she decides she wants to go back down and and maybe then Dina takes it. You know, you never know where they could go with it because this this is different from the office a bit because Michael quit because he didn't feel respected. Um Glenn is quitting more because he he feels like he's going to miss time with family. So, I mean, it could it could play out totally different. I just don't know how he like him and Jerusha would be able to have a child and all those foster children if he drops to anything below assistant manager, right? I mean, if he just becomes a regular, like, associate, uh, like a regular um, member, like like Jonah, I, I, I don't know how they would be able to afford yeah, anything. That is true because, I mean, I will just say, like, from the... From what I saw, it looks like he just has on like a, like blue, a regular right? vest. Yeah. Like, just a regular vest, which, you know, everyone else has on except for... Him know, and Dina, Dina yeah. who wears her polo shirt every day. And then, you know, um, and then Amy, even though she's, I guess, what is she, a floor supervisor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the floor manager. Yeah, floor supervisor or, or floor manager. You know, she does obviously wear her vest, too, but over her normal clothes. But um, that's what it looked like anyway. But I guess we'll see. So. 
Speaking of Dina, <laughs> um, okay, Jordan, I, I gotta ask, and I probably should ask this off the air. Um, do we are, are we capable if we get a time mark? Can we bleep something here? Oh yeah, I can or do is, that. that be? <laughs> Because cause there's part of me that wants to say something, but, like, I I, I know we got to keep a clean rating, and I don't want to, like, mess that up. So, like, but what Is the something hell? something she said? No. Oh. What the, what the hell is going on in this store where Dina brings in, like, 56 birds? Yeah. I know, People right? just allow it to happen. What? Well, I yeah. mean, it is Dina, so who's really going to fight Dina? Honestly? Well, it's Glenn's <laughs> job, actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, but... This is where I say, like, he's a good person, but he's a horrible manager. Like, I want to yeah. drop an F-bomb and just be like, what the... Is, <laughs> like... Like, okay, they don't... Like, those two have their issues and kind of snip at each other. Right. But there's a mutual mm-hmm. respect. You know, like, I get that. He lets her handle certain things and blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. Okay. Whatever. But when she decides she's going to bring in, like, 56 birds or whatever. And, yes, granted, it makes for a great episode. The episode's <laughs> hilarious. I know it's for television. Let it go. But really? Right. Like. I know. And they're not little birds either. I mean, they're giant birds, <laughs> you know. And. There's a, I mean, there were a lot of them. I will say, you know, getting actually, now that you mentioned it, into that plot, which was a lot of this episode, I, it went not how I thought it would. I mean, I did not expect the birds to get away that quickly in the episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, I... What? And and how, you know, nonetheless. Yeah, Since Garrett. it was Garrett. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I just thought maybe something was going to happen with the cage and but it was Garrett so he just wants some tortillas you know rolled up a little bit of flavor (laughs) start the morning off and he almost had it too but yeah with his um (laughs) him putting the dollar bill through that uh, cage um I, I would say this was my biggest problem with the episode was the birds um because one like when they were flying out and stuff I I think you could kind of tell it wasn't, like, they kind of looked CGI or or something looked off. Yeah, something looked off. And I I didn't think we needed it um, to be seen that way. So my biggest thing was it seems like the birds, right, were a way to get Dina and Garrett uh, together again. again. But there's been multiple Mm -hmm. instances this season where they've had that opportunity to do it without being a little bit over Mm -hmm. the top with with the birds. Um, so it's weird that they just wait it for, for this moment to do it. Um, instead of the, the other times that they had that were kind of easier setups than, than having to CGI some birds and, you know, have 56 birds. And, um, I guess they also wanted to get rid of, I I don't know. Do we think Dina's not going to have any more birds? Like, is she going to buy more or are they going to come back? See, that's what I was wondering, too, because then, you know, later, of course, when they do get to her her house and they're calling for her birds to come back there. And then at the end, when she's talking to Amy and Jonah um, before she wants to crash with them with their plans, she says something. I guess I won't need to go do all of that anymore, like the bird's medicine. But I mean, I'm like, I, it's Dina. Surely she's going to get more new birds. I mean, well, I can't I can't imagine they're. They're cheap to get, you know. 
Um, yeah. I, and, and, you know, maybe one was a macaw or a parrot. I don't know. I know there was a very colorful one, mm-hmm. a crow. Maybe one. Don't you maybe, just love their names? <laughs> Tweedledee. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing about the whole birds, is hearing them call their names. There was Portobello. Yeah. That was probably my favorite. And Pikachu. There were so many good ones. Russell Crowe. Russell, Russell Crowe Crow yeah. was a great one. <laughs> yeah. And, and crows are really are smart birds. I get that. But, like, so, I mean, my, my like I said, and I know there may be some listeners who are like, okay, this is real. But, like, I'm just looking at it like, really? Someone's just going to allow, like, 56 birds in cages to come in. How does she bring them all in? I mean, I know she has a truck. She has, like, a pickup truck, right? But, I mean, that's a that was a huge cage that, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how she brings all those in. And then the smell yeah. and everything else. And But I like where that led us because we, we see a we see a side of Garrett we don't normally see. Right. Panicked. Uh, you know, he's, he's panicked. He's being a little sensitive. He realizes he messed up. Like, he's not the, the smart-ass Garrett that we normally see. Right. Um, if it was somebody else, like if if Garrett had seen somebody else do it, and it wasn't Dina's birds, I feel like he would have been. I feel like he's he was right. He was just kind of worried about messing things up with with Dina. Is that how everybody else took it? Well, I think yeah, he also a little bit. I think he yeah. also realized how much she cares about right. those birds. You know, like so messing things up with her is one thing, but. I mean, he knows, like, she looks at those birds like her kids. Right. So, like, just the fact that she doesn't have them anymore is going to be kind of traumatic for her. Um, and then, you know, he, he did his best to help out. Um, had sex with her twice for 17 bucks. <laughs> you know. Uh, hey, you know. I, I will say, Amy went full-on mom on Garrett. Uh, yes. When they were talking to to Jonah, uh, when her and Jonah were talking to Garrett at the end, uh, do do you have kids, Aylin, or no? But her tone of voice, like you said, with him, especially the toward the end, you know, when she's changing her mind, saying no, no, she can't ever know about this, and you just see, and I love those kinds of moments where the look America on face. get <laughs> yes, and I love it when Amy gets kind of. Um, you know, means not the right word, but authoritative and just kind of a little bit crazy. And um, and I just love, America completely shines when she does, you know, moments like that. And then, yeah, Jonah's face is just like, oh, Jesus, you know. But I don't know. It's, it she she went like full on mom on Garrett. Like, no, she will never know. But like, like the, I don't know. That was just like, and I know America just had her first child herself. Um, right. But, like, that's the look of a mom who has, like, a teenager or something and was just had enough. Um, He's like, I'm just supposed to live with this guilt for the rest of my <laughs> life? And she says, yes, figure it out. <laughs> and walks away. Off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so before we get to the biggest portion, let's talk Cheyenne, Mateo, and Marcus. And Marcus. Oh, my God. Um, A, what in the blue hell is Cheyenne doing 
learning how to tattoo people. Yeah. Right. I mean, given given how she even sometimes, you know, at the makeup counter, one would think tattoo, absolutely not. <laughs> but Well, you know, I, I thought it was funny when, when they mentioned it, and I was like, oh, it's funny that they've never mentioned this before, right? And now we know why. It's because she's terrible at it, right? I mean, she's only... <laughs> Been doing well, she, it for I so think long. She said she's still in, yeah, she just well, started. She's still in class yeah. too. Yeah, she's still in class too. Two working on grapefruits. Two, I know these are not two of the brightest bulbs in the box between Cheyenne and Marcus, right? Um, great characters. Uh, this may sound wrong with me, and I'm sorry, but their intelligence level is not quite up to normal. Well, we standards. know that. Marcus's IQ is so low that they were getting a discount, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they were looking at getting... Te- like, basically, Laurie was trying to call him mentally retarded. Right. Uh, you know, um, yeah, like, you know, she said, we might be able to get a tax break because he works here. Um, Cheyenne's probably a little bit above that. Um yeah. So those two together, and then you add Mateo in the mix. Um, <laughs> For the snark. Yeah. I can't, I can't even hate on Mateo this episode. Yeah, I was like, going to say, it gave, he no. gave you nothing this time. <laughs> I can't, no. Like, no. Well, may, maybe, maybe his little thing when he was trying to run away from the birds, but I can't even, I can't even hate Mateo this episode. I love, I love when... Like, okay, so the first time she messes it up, right? It's not like, okay, you know what? Sorry, Marcus, you're going to have to go to professional and get this this touched up. It's, I'm going to put a hat on it, and then we're going to start again <laughs> on the face. And then eventually it's just, like, bigger than Abe Lincoln's hat uh, on yeah. the back. And her reasoning of just, like, <laughs> she tries to spin it with that, well, moms these days wear so many hats. <laughs> all, all I know, I love that. All I could get was like a Slender Man vibe out of that. It did like, look like a horror thing. Yeah, it really did. Yes. Yes. Or like I saw, the Baba Duke or something. Yes, I saw have you seen that movie? I have not. It's on my queue. Well, I need to watch it. Yeah. I saw so many tweets about that saying the Baba Duke specifically after that episode is what people thought it looked like and it really someone actually put a side by side too and it was very, very similar. <laughs> So, the greatest part nice of this little. episode, though, was Marcus at the end, where he was just like, <laughs> "What? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, wait, what? What did you do to me? <laughs> like, I've never seen him like that. It just so awesome. Yeah, because for for a moment, I almost I don't know about. Did you guys think that? I thought he was gonna love it. I thought he was gonna love it. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought did he was gonna I, like, because, like, oh my god, it's. It's so great. Yeah. She's going to love it so much. Because it's Marcus, you know, and he's so, you know, dumb and goofy that I, before he said anything, I thought, oh, well, he's just going to be like, oh, yeah, she's going to absolutely love it. And, and I love the, you're so right, you know, they wear multiple hats. And then he actually freaked out and I was surprised. <laughs> but <laughs> And A, he's in so much pain yelling at the counter. B... I, I know maybe Glenn was busy doing his his videos and, and and Dana was looking for birds. What in the hell is going on where they're just letting Cheyenne tattoo somebody at like the jewelry counter all day? Right. I know. Yeah. What is what is going on in the store, man? 
Well, that's kind of like you were saying, uh, you know, I guess with, uh, you know, the birds and, you know, like who would let her come in there? But even that too, like Glenn, who in the world wouldn't notice Cheyenne giving Marcus a tattoo in the middle of the store? I mean, we see see some customers kind of looking at him, but... You know, nobody goes over. I thought maybe we'd get a funny bit. Someone would, like, go over there and say, like, you know, can I be next or something? Yeah. I That and this is it. This also makes me think, go back to our first topic, where I think maybe Laurie, who we haven't seen in a while, and maybe someone else. Like, maybe Glenn gets fired because of incompetence in the store. Um, Because there's just way too much going on in a store that shouldn't be. Right, I don't. Th- I don't think yeah. it'll happen now that he's quitting. I think they'll just, um, uh, you know, I think, J- uh, I think Amy will put in for it. Doesn't mean she'll get it um, because of her history with Laurie. Um, so, I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, but I guess we should probably start talking about Amy and Jonah, right? Yes. Yes, it was a Valentine's Day episode after all. Love yeah, a month and a half air, later, as Amy said. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and they want to cut down on the stabbings. Yeah. Yes, the revenge stabbings. Yes. And uh, did anybody catch the nice ugly Betty uh, callback? Oh no, I didn't. Where, where was where was that? Where, where uh, Glenn had the two sweaters ha- uh, in his hands, and he was like, "Oh, Dina was right. You definitely don't know fashion." Oh. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a little, you know, at first thinking, okay, well, it's it's deeper into March and it's a Valentine's Day episode. But, of course, you know, I get with this, they had... The break. Um, yeah, they had the break and they, I'm sure, already had this, like, storyline idea and then filming um, going on. So they had to, you know, it just is what it is in terms of scheduling. Mm-hmm. But I still loved it, you know, nonetheless. And... It went down in about the trajectory I thought it would, especially with um, Amy and Jonah talking about, um, you know, just the day in general. And then, of course, it went into what do we call each other? And that was a great little exchange, I thought. That was uh, when they're talking about labels and Jonah. No, it's Amy who says partners. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Jonah says, what are we, lesbians who own a candle shop together? (laughs) How about main squeeze? <laughs> yeah, my main squeeze. Yes. Yeah. And then he asked for a squeeze. That was pretty cute. Um, but, you- and then, I don't know, I did see a lot of people who kind of were saying, oh, maybe they'll say that in this episode. And I, I guess, maybe just put my expectations a lot lower. I did not think that was going to happen. Um, and then they got into that sort of little mini fight, you mm-hmm. know, a- as that scene started. And I was like, yeah, now this is more of what I guess I'm used to, like what I kind of thought might happen with them. They were going to have a nice day, night, whatever. And then they get into a bit of this tension, of course, because of Dina and Garrett and the whole bird thing and promises and not promises, but secrets. And, um, you know, he said, well, you should side with me. And she is the one who calls him her boyfriend. And it just went from there. Yeah. And we finally got those three words <laughs> in the funniest way. <laughs> yeah. And I just love at the end, too, when Jonah is like, Garrett, like Amy leaves Jonah and Garrett alone. And he's 
like Garrett's still worried about this whole thing with Dina and Jonah's just like, yeah, we said, I love you. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like read the room. The, yeah. <laughs> But he had just the biggest right, grin yeah. on his face. And then I love it. He says, I'll fill you in on the details later. He's such a, yeah. Did you see Amy's face after, I think it was after either she realized she dropped that L-bomb. That and then I think after Jonah said it, like Amy had yes. a shock look on her face too. Yeah, it's you're right. Because she sort of notices that she says it, but she kind of yells it, yeah. you know, obviously. And then it's not until he responds back. Jonah says, well, I love you, too, but that's not what we're talking about. And her face changes and she's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> OK, so I, I, I'm single. I haven't been in a relationship in a while. I know, Jordan, you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure about your status, Aileen. Um in all my time in relationships, I've never had an I love you come out in that way. Like, <laughs> that seems to be a common, like, uh, sitcom trope. Like, even in the Big Bang Theory, like, it happened with Penny and Leonard during, like, an argument like that. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I, I don't get... I don't get... How that, that happens. Has that happened to anybody else? No. No, not no. not the first time I say it to somebody. I mean, actually, I've only said it to one person, so they. There you go. Um. No, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I saw a lot of people saying this too, though, that for them, I guess, because it's Amy and Jonah and, you know, they're just not the sort of typical TV couple, that it kind of fit them, I suppose, because it's true. They are definitely not known for saying what they necessarily feel to each other and being, you know, that emotionally vulnerable with each other all the time. I mean, there are moments where they are, but they're not always great at um, communicating that affection toward one another. So the fact that it came out this way in a fight was certainly interesting, but kind of suited them, I think, honestly, because it was just something that was maybe already understood, you know, that there was love there, but... They obviously hadn't said it yet, and then it, in that moment of, like, frustration, they both said it, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think with them, it's this under, underlying, understood Well, with how, they've always, with how they've always been with each other, like, that, that season one was very, like, that, um, you know, it, it seemed like Amy was kind of fed up with him. And, you know, that kind of thing. I, this totally fits them because of their history with that, right? I mean, um, mm-hmm. uh, they've, they've had multiple instances like that where they get into, you know, arguments. Uh, even, the, even the one last year, you know, when um, I think it was when he was with Kelly or right after he was with Kelly and they got in the argument in the break room. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, that, that kind of stuff. I think it works with Amy and Jonah. Oh, yeah, that... I remember that fight you're talking about. Now, that was actually yeah, a heavy it was. fight. Yeah, Goodness, yeah, because they're talking about uh, how Jonah says, I waited right. for you for two years, and you wait until now to kiss me. And I remember at that line, I was just like, oh, my God, what are they doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, but that's so true, because it was impossibly awful mm-hmm. timing. Um and it almost always with that is with them until this season, right. you know, finally. Like, after Amy had 
Well, I shouldn't say after the baby. Technically, they were dating before mm-hmm. she had the baby, but it's finally, you know, everything is kind of aligning for them. So. All right. Well, and then there's also the biggest love story edit ever told. The greatest love story ever told. Antonio Lasagna. Oh, yeah. We didn't <laughs> even cover that, huh? Uh, yeah, with... Um, I, I don't... I just... I Sandra. just don't get why Jerry's sneaking around. I Just just break up with Carol. She's awful. Just... I know. You were traded to her with a coin flip. Like, just move on, you know, and, and say, hey, if it's heads, I'm going to leave her, and then just keep flipping till it's heads, if that's how it works. I mean, just... <laughs> just go. Or just just go real quick with the heads I win, tails you lose. Yes. Just talk. <laughs> I love that. I tried pulling that. I, I've done it on a few people. That, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, she. he's... I, I get now it's probably going to add more drama to the show, right? Sandra and Carol have always not really gotten along. And, and um, now Sandra's kind of got that upper hand, and Carol thinks she has the upper hand, so it creates this funny dynamic. But if I'm Jerry, it's just... I'm moving on. She's awful. <laughs> I just, I have to say, as, once again, this is the greatest love story I've ever known, mm-hmm. right? Those two are perfect for each other. They're peanut butter and jelly candles and things. Yeah. Um, but, comma, uh, making lasagna and eating it off each other. Oh, my um, God. I'm, I, I love food. Okay, um, I eat like crazy. It's great. Um, lasagna is a great food. I make a fantastic lasagna. Um, but it's also best eaten warm and hot. And not um, on a person. That doesn't seem very <laughs> no. safe to me. To no. take a lasagna out of the oven and then start eating it off. No, it's going to be like, some burns. <laughs> some burns. You know, whatever sure. people... Whatever two consenting adults do in the bedroom is between them, and that's fine. But uh, just be safe. Like, really, there's no reason for all that, man. I did like when she was, um, you know, earlier, though, on when she walks over to Dina to try to, like, say, oh, this is what you actually saw, and that's oh, what happened. God. And Dina says, what'd she say? Something about Winnie the Pooh uh, yeah. and the honeypot? And it I looked just like Winnie the Pooh <laughs> with his head in the honeypot, yeah. In the, yeah, that was great. And Dina's just absolutely disgusted face. And then she yells to Elias, you're going to need to come clean up the vomit in the women's bathroom. <laughs> I just, uh, Sandra and Dina, I swear. Um, but yeah, Sandra and Jerry, it's so funny, too, that you're calling them the greatest love story um, ever told, Casey. That's what you mm-hmm. said, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you, that's that's like the original name of the show. That's what they were going to call Superstore. Right, right. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. I think I had read that somewhere or yeah. something one time. I remember. Um, that's why I didn't know if you were uh, saying that because it was going to be called that. But I remember um, hearing Ben say that in some interview that Justin was originally going to call Superstore that. But I no, just I, was, that was, I was thinking just because those two are absolutely pitch perfect for each other. and Yeah, they truly are. Yeah. Th- that's the greatest love story I've ever known. To love, I will <laughs> never have. But um. I love that um, it was pretty funny with her all of the different things that Jerry sent her, 
You know, that yes. was a nice little thing. A good callback because she had. Yes, because she faked all of I that. I love when they Jeff, brought that so up. So it was yeah. pretty cute to see. The barbershop quartet. Yes. <laughs> Except don't I, I don't when I see a barbershop quartet now I have to think back to Family Guy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and their famous barbershop quartet song, which is so hilarious. But I'm not gonna say it here on the podcast. Yeah, people can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that may be the greatest song ever made right there. <laughs> Yeah, it was just pretty cute to see all of the different things she was actually getting. And nobody would believe that it was actually from somebody, yeah. Yeah, right. Especially when she, Carol grabs the card (laughs) and says, um, it's Antonio Lasagna. And she's like, that sounds like a completely real name. Absolutely, yeah. And poor Sandra can't even tell everyone, yeah, it's my actual boyfriend because he's dating Carol, who's awful. (laughs) (sighs) All right, so the ratings for this week were down a smidge. So we were at a point eight uh, demographic for the eighteen forty nine, which was down from point nine, and we were at three point three eight million viewers, um, which last week was three point eight six. So just a little bit down, and uh, it's also a, also a big weekend for uh, NCAA basketball yeah, again yeah. too. Yeah, uh, the Sweet Sixteen. The, um, so. the summary for next week's, which is called Minor Crimes, uh, Amy jumps at an amazing career opportunity, only to run up against an exec with a major grudge against her. Jonah and Mateo help Glenn with a financial problem, while Garrett and Cheyenne struggle to spend a day without cell phones. So, I mean, I think this, this kind of covers what we were just thinking, right? I mean, uh, Glenn's financial problem, probably going to be him going down, right? A step is what I'm assuming. Um, and uh, and then I think that uh, Amy's exec, exec that she's running into is probably Lori. Yeah, I would imagine so. I can't think of... Unless it's somebody right. we haven't met yet, but I would assume it's. And if her. it is, yeah, she did. If run it her is over. somebody that we haven't met yet, it's probably because maybe they couldn't get Laurie's actors back. It's the only thing I would think because Laurie was set up yeah. for that with the with the golf cart. Right. Right. She might not want to see Amy again ever <laughs> after uh, that incident. Golden vest winner. Yeah, the golden vest winner for this week for me. Oh, jeez. Um, I'll let Aylin go first because I so I don't know if we really told her how this works, but we just uh, since the episode of Golden Vest, we pick a person that we thought uh, was like the MVP of the episode. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Hmm. Well, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually and. You know, because this is love birds, and we certainly had all of the birds. I'm gonna go with Dina, uh, Lauren Ash, actually, because just because I already love Lauren so much, but this episode, she just kind of again solidified that for me because the sequence when the birds are getting out and she's running and you know, just hysterically screaming for them to close the doors and everything, and then of course all of the bits with Garrett in her apartment and just the fact that we got to see Dina's apartment in all its glory and 
just see Dina in her natural, like, habitat, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with Dina. So, Casey, do you have one? Uh, I'm going to either go with uh, either Marcus because of his screams of pain and his yelling of, what did you do to me? Or I might have to go with Amy for her mom voice. Like, <laughs> and um, I, I probably have to go with um, I probably have to go with Glenn actually with his videotapes. Uh, I loved the one where he's reading that book that is clearly outdated. With From yes, like the 40s yes. Or with 50s the, like or Jack something? goes here and does this and then Sally gets the house just like how Jack wants it and stuff. It's like oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. And then his other books. And just the his realization, <laughs> yeah. like when he's looking at the books, he's like, oh, these are not what I Oh, yeah, <laughs> something about the Orientals or something. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. Those were, that was, that turned, I will say, that turned out to be um, even cuter than I kind of thought it would be. You know, that yeah. little plot line with I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be weirder. Yeah, but it was, it was pretty good. And it was pretty cute with the stories he was mm-hmm. like reading, and then of course the wedding thing. That was that was really funny. Um, and uh, when he said your husband, and then he says or your wife or yeah. whoever. Yeah, Android, Android sex bot. <laughs> that or that really made a. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a good callback. Uh, it may not have been a callback, but it, it felt like a callback back to when he and Mateo, um, you know, were were yes. doing all of that mm-hmm. stuff with the wedding uh, area in the back there. So. Yeah, sweet little Glenn. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that about wraps us up for the week. Um, so you can follow us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash thebreakroomss. We are on Twitter at TBR Podcast and our Instagram at TBR Podcast. We got a sweet new logo uh, that was made, so yes. uh, we look a lot more professional than we did previously. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we don't act it, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, so you know, catch us all next week when we break down minor crimes. Thank you for shopping at your Cloud Nine Supercell. Music provided by BenSound.com. <laughs> <laughs>